If we haven't met yet, my name is Jason. I get to serve as the executive pastor here, and, and I have the privilege and responsibility to bring the Word of God to you this morning. So whether you're watching online, thanks for being there. Uh, whether you're here in the room, thanks for being here. We're going to dive into God's Word and see what He has for us today. And so um, we've been in a series where we've been talking about the book of Proverbs. So we've been looking at general wisdom, general principles, general insights given to us through this guy named Solomon, and then we take the rest of Scripture to kind of give us more context around it so that we can know how we're to live our lives with wisdom. And so it doesn't get into every specific situation, uh, but it keeps it kind of general, and uh, that's where we are. That's where we are today. Now, have you ever volunteered to do something, and then over a little bit of time, you're like, all right, that's kind of big, and then you let it sit a little bit more, and you're like, okay, that's really big, and you let it sit a little more, and then get a little anxious about it because it's so big? Well, then you and I have something in common, because when I volunteered for this topic, <laughs> I didn't realize how big it really was. Uh, and so this morning, we are going to talk about God's wisdom regarding money. Now, as soon as I say that, I know some of you are like, oh, I'm in the wrong spot. I need to jet. Uh, let's get out of here. How do, I, how do I get out of here without too many people noticing? Um, it makes us a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and sometimes God, I think, puts us in situations where we're a little bit uncomfortable on purpose. Uh, other times he uses his word to confirm and affirm what we're already doing. And so I hope that you're, you're more in that category today. Um, so as we dive into this very big topic, uh, I volunteered to jump in because I like money. I like stuff. Um, I, I love God's word, and I know that we need to have a biblical perspective on this. And so uh, I want to make sure that we jump in and we, we find the right perspective. So I also just want to say that I recognize that there's some tensions. As soon as we start talking about money in church, some of y'all, your flags are going up and you're going, oh, here we go again. And they're going to try and, you know, twist something or change something. Or maybe you came from a background where there's been some hurts where people have mismanaged or where people have asked for more or manipulated in some way. And so I want to recognize that, that that is part of the church's history. It's not part of this church's history, but I do want to recognize that that is a tension. That's not where we're going to focus today. The focus tension is actually going to be on you and me and our relationship with money personally. And so uh, I know that didn't let a whole lot of people off the hook. Um, now, I know also there's the flip side. Sometimes when we talk about money, other people get to the edge of their seat and lean in a little bit more because they love talking about money. They, learn, they love learning about money. They love getting a biblical perspective on money. And so with all of that in mind, uh, no matter where you are, today we are being asked to engage our hearts to engage our heads, because God created us. He created us each uniquely, and he's given us all at least some money. 
And so we have to interact with it. Uh, and so we want to do that well. So let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the fact that you are the creator, you are the sustainer of all, that uh, money is something that you understand far better than we do. Um, you understand our hearts. You understand what makes us tick uh, because you made us. God, I pray that you would speak through me today, God, that your word would be revealed, uh, God, that our hearts would change towards you in whatever little way or big way that they need to, that we would look more like you because of this. God, we right now give ourselves to you, asking that you show up in a big way, asking that you meet us in this place right now. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's talk about money. Cash, coin, dollars, bucks, green, greenbacks, cheddar, moolah, bread, dough, scratch, bank, bones, cabbage, clams, dinero, dead president, simoleons, lettuce, loot, paper, skrilla, Benjamins. We have a lot of nicknames for money and a lot of experiences that influence our thoughts. We have to begin this discussion with an understanding, first and foremost, that all money is God's money. He is the creator and sustainer. All the money that we have or will ever have belongs to him. It's all his. Now, you may have heard a church you, uh, a term used that I call it kind of churchy or Christianese lingo. This word called stewardship. This is one that gets thrown out every time we talk about money in church. And uh, I want to explain it a little bit because it's a verb that simply means to manage, to look after, to be responsible for or to supervise the arrangements for or of. In our context today, I'm going to use the word manage. I think it's one that's more normal in our culture. And so I'm going to talk about managing money. We can't avoid money or its influence we can't produce it or print it as much as we'd like to. So we're left with the option to simply manage it. So we are all managers of God's money. Some people get weird around money like it's dirty or it's wrong. A lot of that's from experience that they've had. Uh, they look at it as something maybe we take from others in order to get something for ourselves and to push our own agenda. Uh, you know, it's true. Some people do use money in that way. But also consider the flip side. Money also allows us to show value that we can bring to other people. Have you ever had a job where you received a tip or maybe a bonus? Money didn't seem so dirty then. <laughs> then it's good. Have you ever given one of those a tip or a bonus to someone with a, a generous and grateful heart? That's even better. Similarly, most of us look forward to payday. It's the best day of the week or bye week. Somehow it just makes the day a little bit better. Why is that? Money doesn't seem bad in that context. 
Why is that? Because money is morally neutral. It's morally neutral. There isn't anything good or bad intrinsically. It's a means to an end. We do something to get it, and then we use that to trade it for something else. That's what gives money its worth. It's what gives money its value. We trade our time, our talent, our energy for the basics in life. A roof over our head, clothes on our back, heat or AC, depending on the season here in Indiana, transportation, food in our bellies, and everything else. All of them require money. Now, it only has the value that we place on it, which reflects our priorities in life. For instance, it's difficult to quantify the value of just time given. But it's easier to quantify the value of a contribution we've made. And so you can kind of look at that contribution and then look back on it, reflect on the cost to deductively reason and determine the value of our time. In our culture, this is where we get our hourly wage or our salary. My time is worth this amount. Where we feel the value or cost of something, some object in our life, is what we have to give our time in order to receive it. Time is money is an old phrase. We feel that work for wage transaction and its meaning to us. It's tangible because we trade our time for money and we're more time-driven today than ever before. We wonder how much time is left. Will it take more time than what we planned? Will we run out of time? Can we spare the time? Is it worth the time? Could we save some time? Is this all just a waste of time? We spend time. We allocate time. We lose time. We invest time. And we give time. Time feels like money because it's a tangible exchange. We can now ascribe value to our time, our talent, our energy. Again, my time is worth this set amount. So let me ask you, can that set amount, whatever it is, can that amount of money buy happiness? Is happiness even for sale? Can you have wealth and be unhappy? Can you live in poverty and have true joy? In the words of singer, not so much theologian, Chris Jansen, he says, I know everybody says money can't buy happiness, but it can buy me a boat. It can buy me a truck to pull it. Maybe that sounds a little more like heaven on earth than for some than others, but we all relate to the idea of it on some level. We know that money can buy the things that we desire. We know that, that things cost money. And some of those things can bring a smile to our faces, an escape from the daily grind, maybe even short-term happiness on earth. So it's both logical and natural for us to pursue money because it's literally the currency to get at least some of what we desire. It's tangible. It's practical. You know, my grandfather uh, passed away a few years back, and uh, one of my memories of him, one of my greatest memories of him, 